America's game. Now, 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 stop coming and say everything to change. The change. That warp tool make you open your brain. Open your brain. Eric Vanek is here, so remember the name. Remember the name. Hey, hey. He got the waiver wire for the week. Tell you who to start and who to give a seat. Dropping the podcast every week. You know the knowledge is elite. After the show, we gon' hold a Lombardi. Celebrating like we throwing a party. This the blueprint that I know they gon' copy. Cause this is America's game What is up, everybody? Welcome back to America's Game, episode number 18. I am your host, Eric Vanek, and you can find me on Twitter at Eric Vanek NFL. Follow the show at America's Game Pod as well. And once again, joined by my co-host, Mike. Mike, what's going on, man? Your Eagles got a big win this week. Sure did, man. I was told they were going to be on a losing streak. It ain't happening yet. <laughs> we'll find out this week, though. They play the 49ers. That's going to be another good game. Fizzle out here telling lies. Yeah, if they go... I mean, Jesus. <laughs> if they yeah, think about it, Eric. If they they go on this run where they they beat the Dolphins, they beat the Bills, uh, they beat the Forty ers and then they beat the Cowboys in two weeks. Holy Santa Claus shit! <laughs> right? right yeah. Is there any question about who the best team in the NFL is at all? No, there would be none at that point. Ooh. I mean, they're definitely one of the favorites to win it. Still, they got to be in the top three at least. So. Um, Maybe Jalen Hurts finally gets his MVP award that he should have got last year, too. I think right now he's got to be the front runner. Yeah. Above everybody. I mean, Mahomes yeah. hasn't done shit. Uh, Tua and the Dolphins kind of trailed off from their hot start. Josh Allen has had his problems. Dak started the season so damn slow. I mean, uh, man. Yeah. I yeah, I got I think Jalen's. probably is... relatively close right now, either. Yeah, I think it's Jalen right now, for sure. Uh, but yeah, it was uh, Thanksgiving uh, week last week. How was your Thanksgiving, man? Did you have uh, fun? Did you get drunk and wrestle with cousins or anything like that? No, that was the weekend before. <laughs> well, I was pretty <laughs> okay. laid back last one. Other than uh, uh, uploading America's Game podcast on Wednesday night on my in-laws' internet was uh, an adventure. An hour, an hour to upload a podcast, audio only. <laughs> <laughs> Terrible. What, what was that like? Net zero high speed? Yeah, that, I think it, it you... might have been. Did they pull out the uh, old America Online discs that they well, got in the mail? Most people only look at, you know, download speed, right? So you, you see, like, 20 megabytes or 30, and you're like, okay, that's fine. I remember those days. Yeah. I'm bougie. I got, you know, a gig. Right? Yeah. Uh, it's the upload speed that gets you. When I looked at that thing, it was like 0.2. <laughs> I was like, oh, no. <laughs> We're screwed. Jeez. It's rough, man. It's yeah, rough. that's really First rough. First world problems. Yeah, I don't. That's uh, that's really rough, man. Juice, but yeah, overall it was a good Thanksgiving, good food and all that. Yeah, yeah, it wasn't too bad. Nice yeah, and quiet. Yeah. Just a small event with our family. Uh, we celebrated my uh, my youngest daughter's birthday too Wednesday oh, night. Okay. So she turned seven, and then her mom took her to Chicago so they could go personalized shopping at the American Doll American Girl Doll Store or whatever the hell. That, I don't know. I'm not a chick. I don't. I don't pay attention, so. You're just like, yeah, thanks. You guys can go get out of the house. Yeah, bye. Yeah, see ya. (laughs) Don't come back till Monday after the 49ers-Eagles game. Go spend our money. Yeah. No, that's that's cool. That's a happy happy birthday to your daughter, so hopefully she has a good one. Yeah, well, she's uh, seven going on 19. (laughs) (laughs) I bet, man. Yeah. Uh, But, yeah, no, that's good that you had a good Thanksgiving. Uh, 
football games were pretty exciting for the most part. Uh, I mean, besides the Black Friday game was pretty shitty. Uh, Dallas whooped on Washington, but I had a lot of Dallas guys going, so that was nice to see. Yeah. Detroit and Green Bay was an interesting game. I was hope, waiting for Detroit to get back into it, but they just got to too big of a hole. Jordan Love, uh, Jordan Love breakout game? Christian Watson uh, breakout game. No, not a Christian Watson breakout game. He had him last year. Uh-huh. Maybe for this, maybe for this season, maybe. But okay, twenty twenty three breakout because he ain't done yeah. shit all year. Uh, yeah, he hasn't done a goddamn thing all year. Uh, I mean Jordan Love just he played really well. I I gotta give it to him. But now he plays Kansas City this week. We'll see if he can back it up and do it again. My I'm gonna be betting not, but we'll, well see. What if he doesn't look like ass this week? <laughs> That's not a real high bar, but let's just. Let's set I the mean, bar right there. Just don't look like ass. I mean, he doesn't move up much in like a dynasty range for me. Like he's still gonna be behind a lot of these guys. Like he's, you know, twenty somewhere in there right now, probably. And he probably maybe move up a spot or two. I mean, it's not. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of guys that have fallen out of favor. Like, you know, I take him over Mac Jones now. Like I, maybe before the season, I had Mac Jones above him, yeah. but now I'd take Jordan Love. Um. Daniel Jones, you know, got injured. I'd probably take Jordan Love before Daniel Jones now. Uh, keep trade cut has him just in front of Bryce Young. That's probably fair. Yeah. Okay. I mean, I'd probably, I probably still take Bryce Young, but Will Levis. Mm, yeah, I'd probably take Levis. Uh, Deshaun Watson. That's oh, easy, dumb. easy take Watson. <laughs> Russ. Russ. Uh... Yeah, I'd probably still take Russ. I mean, it's in that range. You know, it's a it, coin flip. Yeah. The rest of them is ho-hum. Kirk Cousins is injured. Baker Mayfield is yeah. Baker. Yeah, i take him over Baker. Josh Cousins. Dobbs. Yeah, i take him over Gino. Dobbs. Easy yeah, over Kenny Gino. Pickett. Oh, I'd take about 17 different players. Daniel over. Jones, Matt Stafford, Derek Carr. Yeah, i take the Browns QB1 this week over uh, Pickett. <laughs> Joe Flacco. <laughs> Hey, Pickett, that offense went over 400 yards. Come on. He's maybe still terrible, but well, maybe maybe this new offensive coordinator will change things. That's um, they they beat the Bengals. I mean, the Bengals were, didn't have Burrow, but, I mean, they have another cupcake this week against Arizona. They win this one. They're 8-4. Wow. 8-4. Yeah. I, I believe it's, that's right. Yeah, I'm looking at the – They're 7-4 uh, and four right now, right? Yeah, I'm looking at playoff odds, too. Uh, right now, seventy three percent to make the playoffs. Now, right, win this week. I mean, you're in upper eighties. Yeah, I mean, you'd have to go on a major losing streak to miss the playoffs. Like, I think Fuck this up, probably yeah. probably ten wins get you in for sure. So, I mean, they win this week against Arizona. That's only two more wins the rest of the season, and they should be locked in. So, not bad. I'm sure, I'm sure they got a couple cupcakes in there or whatnot. So. Fourteen uh, percent chance to clinch to the division, so that's kind of over with. It looks like it's going to be Baltimore, but yeah, in the Baltimore, mix, yeah, Baltimore's rolling, and now Baltimore gets their bye at the right time and get healthy, and Baltimore should be ready to roll for the rest of the season. So yeah, I definitely like Baltimore to win the division. Uh, Pittsburgh's got a really good shot though to make the playoffs and Damn. and go one and done. Would you, all right, before the season, if I would have told you Kenny Pickett was going to be ass and, like, the whole dynasty fantasy community would hate this guy by week 12, 
would you also then also predict that the Steelers would be in this position? You know, almost a lot no. to make the playoffs. <laughs> I I remember. I haven't looked at them yet, but I know this one for a fact. When me, you, and Adam did our prediction show at the beginning of the season, I I was the only one that had Pittsburgh in the playoffs as right. a wild card. Um, now I expected Kenny Pickett to be playing like preseason Kenny right. Pickett when he was lighting it up, but now I didn't expect this. But hey, it you know maybe this offensive coordinator change is definitely what they need. Who knows? Shot in the arm, man. Yeah, that, that, for sure. That, that Chris Boswell clip is going to live rent-free in my head, too. Oh, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it wasn't because of fucking you or whatever it was. Yeah, that was yeah awesome. so for those of you who don't know, go look it up. But uh, Matt Canada is, like, congratulating a player as they're walking into the locker room right after a win. And Chris Boswell's following him. You hear him say, it's not because of fucking you. <laughs> Believe <laughs> that or something like that. Yeah, damn, that's harsh. Yeah, that was really harsh. And then, like, the next day he gets fired. Oh, it's right up there with the uh, the Kellen Mond, Mike Zimmer thing. Right, yeah, I <laughs> you see, see him Kellen every day. Mond this week. Why? <laughs> I see him every day. That's awesome. Oh man! All right, so obviously, you know, we're getting into uh, playoffs for our fantasy seasons. So I kind of wanted to talk to you about how are you preparing going into these like. Usually it's probably the final two weeks here. Uh, week 15 will start our playoffs for most leagues. Um, so how are you preparing about it? Are you How are you looking at trades and, and moves and all that kind of stuff? What are you looking for? Really trying to just tighten my roster up. This year I've also tried to be better about uh, holding draft picks for, for a couple of reasons. Uh, this 24 class is fucking sh- the the greatest thing I think I've ever seen in my life, <laughs> like dynasty career. I'm excited the more and more I look at it. Um, so usually we just kind of throw away these late first, like they're, ah, you know, it's a late first contender, you know, let me go spend it for, I don't know, Jacoby Myers, right? Just use it as an example, like that type of asset, it'll help me on my championship push. And this year, like, I I really want to win championships, but I also just don't want to throw the thing away because I know come April and May, this is going to be a hell of a pick, even if it's the 111, 112. Now, if it's the 112, I probably won't give a shit as much, right? Because you got a championship out of the deal. 111, 110, that hurts. Um, but uh, the bottom of my rosters, you know, how much best ball I do, Eric, uh, just trying to make sure that I'm tightening them up. I'm not taking a whole lot of zeros. Uh, if I have guys that are injured that have dynasty value, at least exploring to see if I can move them for some pieces. Um and just trying to make sure we don't have any hiccups heading into the playoffs. And then also, like, fab. Trying to be very cognizant of my fab budget. Because I know once we get into these playoffs, whether it's lineup or whether it's best ball, I want to make sure that I got the hammer. Like, I, I have the ability to break a tie with uh, whoever I'm competing with that week uh, to, you know, block them from getting a quarterback or block them from getting to that spot start running back that they may need. So I think this is uh, these last couple weeks here, my good contenders, that's what I'm doing on my bad contenders, the ones um, I'm fighting for my fucking life. <laughs> Every week, it's just like, come on, boys. <laughs> come on, can you do it again? <laughs> I know we started one in five, but we're here. <laughs> we're here. I'm trying to pep talk them. Uh, I fired my offensive coordinator, went with a different guy. <laughs> we'll see if he can get it done and carry us over the hump. So <laughs> it's kind of a mix, but uh, just generally as a contender strategy, just, just tighten it up, locking things up a little bit here before uh, we actually get into nut, nut, nut cutting time. Yeah, for sure. I mean, you gotta definitely, you know, explore 
getting some of those like smaller pieces that aren't worth too much for the rest, you know, for next season, but that could be worth a lot for the rest of the season. Like Zach Moss is the one that comes to mind right now with Taylor probably missing a couple weeks or whatever. Um, If you could pick up Zach Moss here for the stretch run, I think that's a well worth play. Even if you have to give up a late second to get Zach Moss, I think I would go ahead and do it because of the value he's going to bring you the rest of the season, I think, is going to be second to none. I mean, there isn't anybody else going to be touching the ball there. I mean, sure, Trey Sermon's there, but he's going to get, like, three carries. Yeah. yeah, yeah it's going yeah. to be it's going to be all Zach Moss receiving, rushing work, all that. And in that kind of um, space right now, he's super valuable. I mean, look at what Kyron Williams just came back and did off of the injury list. You know, we were, um, you know, debating on whether to start him uh, on Sunday – and I was a little worried just because of it. A, a chain did the same thing, and the chain came back, got hurt, you know, screwed you if you started him. Um, if you started Kyron Williams, um, I did in a few leagues. A few leagues I sat him, and you know those leagues that I started him, he got me like forty points. I mean, he was killer. So you do um, need to uh, like in these best ball leagues too. Like you got to be so cognizant of the guys who are scoring points that nobody really right. gives a shit about right now. Um, yeah. We had a discussion in the Discord today, which I kind of laughed at because this guy, I think, is kind of just ass. (laughs) But when you look at it, like Jalen Tolbert for the last five weeks, Eric, if I just look at the warp tool, uh, for best ball purposes, don't do this in fucking lineup. Don't pick this guy up in lineup. I can tell you that much. But for best ball purposes, if for whatever reason he's sitting on your waivers, like a deep best ball, you should have him. He's a top 60 wide receiver in warp. and. Even if you did some quick math, 12 teams, you had five wide receivers each. Like, that's a threshold wide receiver in best ball. Like, that's a dude who could enter your flex or your wide receiver three spot on any given week. So, like, those are the kind of gems also, too. Like, I'm using the warp tool. I probably sat at work not actually doing work for an hour today just looking at warp and looking at the different positions and kind of doing these arbitrary cutoffs, these thresholds, and going, like, you know, who's a, a top 36 running back within the last five weeks that, you know, maybe on waivers or maybe just hanging out or shit. I could go throw a fourth at somebody and they'd be ecstatic to get a fourth. Like this dude sucks ass. Here you go. Take him. <laughs> but that's the kind of little stuff that you should be doing right now. Yeah, I haven't. And you know, I kind of just thinking in my head, like there isn't a lot of my leagues, at least there isn't these guys on waivers at the running back spot pretty much all season. That have been like available to pick up, like maybe early on the first week or two there was a couple guys, but since then, man, like every week I go through my waivers and look at the running back spot, and I just skip over it so quick because there's just nobody out there that's even getting touches that even matter to me at all. Are you finding the same in your leagues? Yeah, uh, especially for lineup leagues, like the running yeah. back position is just so hard to find anything that really matters. So if you're going to add running backs here, it's going to be through trade. And I can tell you, don't be scared about it, too, because there's a lot of teams out there uh, who are on the opposite side of the coin. I got a lot of rebuilders, Eric. Like, And I'm Mm. still rostering some guys that I know have dynasty value, and I'm like, fuck, I can't believe nobody's offering me a third or a fourth for this guy. Or Fuck it, just take him. Like, I don't want to cut him because I know somebody will pick him up, and I feel like I just burnt some value. And even if I get a fourth or a fifth or something like that, I mean – I mean, we want to think every fourth or fifth rounder is going to be the next gem, but I think if we do enough research, shit, you'll be able to identify every now and then, you know, a, a Puka Nakua type, and you're like, shit, I'll take him everywhere, and if he turns out to be something great, if he don't, I don't give a shit. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. I'm just going to cut this guy, but, like, don't be don't be afraid, man. Don't be afraid to just hoard these, these 
fringe kind of guys, right? These guys mm-hmm. just on the bottom of the barrel where you go, ah, fuck, maybe next week it changes. You know, maybe next right. week he's the starting running back and get most of the touches. So try to do a little future casting and, and don't be afraid to throw around some of these fourths or fifths too on these contending teams. Like there, there's some rebuilders out there that will take them <laughs> for sure. Right. Like just get them off because we're desperately trying to remove these players from our roster. Yeah, I mean, if you look at, like, um, Devin Singletary, you might that might be a guy like Zach Moss, how I mentioned earlier. Yeah. Uh, you could probably get those guys for, like, a third, maybe a late second. Gus Edwards, you know, players like that. Uh, Alex Madison, you know, guys like that that you can maybe get for fairly cheap. Um, like, I know on a, on a couple of teams I have, like, uh, Joe Mixon. Like, I'll give up Joe Mixon for, like, almost any second right now. And that's a big name still. Yeah. Well, like, what happens, too? Just think about some guys, too, that are unsexy. I mean, you talked about Gus Edwards. Like, not a lot of people are going to buy Gus Edwards coming off of, what, five fantasy points when, uh, you know, like so many other people did stuff. Mm-hmm. Keaton Mitchell, people are raving about his snap share and touches and yada, yada, yada. But, you know, what happens in two weeks if Keaton Mitchell pulls up with a hamstring, right? It's like, shit, now the Ravens actually really do need Gus, and we go right back to him getting 50 60% of the work. And this is a guy that you're buying on the low. So you're like, I don't want to spend a third for a guy who's coming down. Sometimes those are the guys that you actually have to pay for because they're going to be the cheapest. They're going to be like, oh, yeah, I just saw him suck. Here you go. <laughs> you can have him for sure. It's uh, Everybody's always trying to get the best deal, right? You're trying to sell on the high, and it doesn't always work that way. You know, Maybe flip your mindset a little bit and start buying on the – you know, a one-week dip because we've seen things change so damn fast in the NFL, week to week, especially at the running back spot. Right. Um, I don't know what happened uh, on Monday night. I didn't really watch the game, but did did Roshan just out-carry Khalil Herbert or did Khalil Herbert get hurt? No, Khalil Herbert was healthy, at least from what I saw. Um, uh-huh. My estimation of it, I'm, you know, I'm not an expert on it. I don't know exactly why, but Khalil Herbert sometimes struggles with pass blocking, and it just seemed gotcha. like the – the way the uh, the Vikings were getting in the backfield, especially early versus uh, the Bears' offensive line, that they're like, you know, we're just gonna put the better, the better gotcha. pass get, uh, the better pass get, catching and better pass blocking running back in, uh, gotcha. play him over Herbert. So, yeah, especially in like redraft leagues, I know I dropped Roshan. That could be a guy you could pick up too. Um, they have a right. bye this week, but hey, maybe they install him as the starting running back after this bye here. So who knows? Yeah. That's an interesting one. Um, yeah, so we kind of talked about buying on contenders, selling on on you know your your other teams. What about like a wide receiver spots? What are you kind of looking to do there right now? Kind of this obviously probably the same thing, but what are some names maybe? So in best ball, I mentioned the Jalen Tolbert like types. I'm just looking for those guys who've been threshold lately. Um, you know, finding any kind of good news and going like, yeah, these dudes, I need to make sure that I'm rostering, picking up. But uh, lineup leagues. I'm not going after these dudes because I can't fucking start them. Like, I just can't. Like, my team would have to be devastated with injuries to start some of these guys at the wide receiver spot. So I'm a little bit more picky in lineup. Best ball, I you know, you just throw as much shit at the wall and see what sticks at the bottom of your rosters. And, you know, sometimes you're going to be right, sometimes you're going to be wrong, but you just kind of want to minimize the absolute zeros, the guys that you know are guaranteed to do nothing. Lineup, I think I'm more utilizing like the warp tool to try to find those guys who are undervalued, right? And this is where I like to use dynasty versus the redraft mindset against each other, like put them against each other, Eric. Um, So things like, uh, you know, would you trade, uh, you're a contender, you have Jackson Smith and Jigba 
you know, as your wide receiver five or six, let's say, in a lineup league. Somebody else is rostering Mike Evans, who may be the fifth seed. Like, dynasty value, most people, if you put that trade on Twitter, they'd be like, fuck no, you take JSN, it's dynasty, what are you thinking? Well, I'm also trying to win a damn championship here. Like, I can use the dynasty mindset against people and go pluck him off of a competitor of mine, <laughs> increase my warp, increase my points, increase my roster construction, and really shoot my shot for this year. So there's a lot of trades like that, and, and maybe maybe some people would turn that down, um, but you could get even, like, fancier, right? Like, you can do this all over the place, where if you talked about it in simple redraft terms, Eric, you put yourself in a redraft mindset just one for one, where age doesn't matter at all. You're just looking at the points. Like, you're just looking at the warp. You're looking at whatever metric you have for this season, and that's it. I think, for me, this is something I'm trying to embrace and get a little bit farther away from the, hey, it's Dynasty, this is two, three years. I'm in a window right now. Like, money. That's why I play Dynasty, to win championships, to win money. Uh, and if I made it to this far with good roster construction and, and uh, everything, like, I think I'm doing myself a disservice if I don't maximize my effort going into the playoffs and in the playoffs i'm trying to actually win a championship yeah i agree with you on that so kind of just looking at the uh warp for the last four weeks and just kind of looking at um you know who's on here and there's a couple older guys on here that i think could be had that could definitely get you to the fantasy championship and those two names are keenan allen and mike evans keenan allen's one guy you know, if, if you listen to me at the beginning of the season, I wanted nothing to do with because he was over 30 years old, always hurts, blah, blah, blah. And he's just, you know, set me up for a field goal and kicked me right in the fucking ball bag as hard as he could. And, you know, he's doing it this year. Mike Evans with Baker Mayfield. I would told you probably at the beginning of the season, oh, man, I don't, I'm not trusting that one with Mike Evans, but that's probably been one of the most reliable connections in the league this year. And I bet you, you go to um, some of your competitors, if they're you know not a top contender, Keenan Allen and Mike Evans, you could probably have, I don't want to say fairly cheaply, but you could probably get them for a second and something else uh, right now. Yeah. There's yeah, a few you... guys, like you mentioned on here, that are underrated, like... Jaden Reed's on here, and he's, I think, 10th or 9th. I'm sorry, 9th. Yeah. That's the one I'm looking at. So, I mean, Jaden Reed's another guy that, you know, you could probably get for a second-round pick right now. Uh, I'm just kind of looking at some of these other names. Brandon Cooks, that's another guy I've had on some teams, and people don't even want to give me a second for him. Like, he's producing right now. It's still a good name. Here's the thing with like Keenan Allen, right? We know about the dynasty value. Over the right. last four weeks, he's the number one receiver in warp. Uh, yeah, <laughs> and that's uh, that's kind of being uh, facetious a little bit too, because he's the number two overall fucking player in warp, right? He's right. Just, yeah, he's killing it. He he's absolutely destroying it. Think about this, Eric. If you could do a deal, and this is kind of where I talked about the redraft first dynasty mindset. I I love T Higgins to death, but he's doing fucking nothing for you right now. And we yeah. don't know he'd come back and, you know, play five snaps and then his hammy hurts again. He's going to be out again. <laughs> like he's going to be. Or dead. he could come back and, and his quarterback is Jake Browning. Yeah. It, it, yeah. <laughs> oh, wait. That's going to happen. Oh, wait. That's going to happen. So you think about that from a dynasty value standpoint. Like Keenan Allen is probably on a competitor's team right now playing against you. Mm -hmm. You think about dynasty value and you go T. Higgins for Keenan Allen. 
fuck, I'd never do that. That's crazy. Like, how are you going to give up on T. Higgins just for a one-year rental in Keenan Allen? Here's the thing, though, Eric. Not only do I increase my odds of winning a championship, I decrease my competitors' odds, right? Yeah. So even if I got to send something that seems absurd from a dynasty trade standpoint where you're like, man, Mike and Adam have ripped the shit out of me and I made this deal and put it on the trade show, do it. Like, mm-hmm. do it. Do it. Go get the money. Go do it. And I think it's it's this philosophy we always have about, oh, we're playing Dynasty. i got to think long-term. Fuck that, man. You got to this point, you're a good enough team. I want to do everything I can to win. <laughs> Every single thing, right? Mm-hmm. Because think about, too, like how most leagues are set up. You win one. You win this year, Eric. The next seven, eight years of your league dues are free. You're playing right. with everybody else's money. Like yeah. and I like my odds in seven, eight years, no matter how bad I sell out this year and how old and disgusting my team is, eventually, probably in three, four years, I'll be right back in it at worst. Going oh, like, yeah. hey, we're back, boys. <laughs> Ready mm-hmm. for another championship. Absolutely. <laughs> Ready to take your money. So just kind of think of it from that man- mindset, too. And the wide receiver position is pretty easy to do because you got all these tools. You got this awesome warp tool that you can look at and go, damn, Keenan Allen is absolutely nuking the rest of my league. I would love to get him off of Brad's team over here. You know, right. I don't, when Brad plays me in week 15, I want to be like, fuck you, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> I got Keenan Allen. You enjoy it. Yep. I think the same goes for Mike Evans, too. Yeah. Uh, Mike yeah. Evans is fourth over the last four weeks in uh, wide receiver warp. So at least on this chart that I'm looking at. Yeah. Some other ones up there. Uh, I'm not a big Calvin Ridley fan, but over the last four weeks, he's been top eight in warp. Yep. Uh, yep, the and then receivers. just um, you know, donate twenty dollars on the Start Sit Show Sunday morning to have Mike just ridicule <laughs> Calvin Ridley, and he's gonna have a big game. That's right. And then uh, whatever running back you ask me, who who should start, just go with the other one, right? Just whatever yeah. I say, just do the opposite. You'd be fine. Yeah, I agree. You know what yeah, the I problem mean, was? I didn't put the shades on for Start Sit. Uh, is that what it is? Okay. Right. Like I was on a heater wearing shades, Eric. Like, just banging them out left and right. Just ding, ding, ding. Didn't put the shades on. Fucked it up completely. Yeah, that'll do it for you. Um, Another one that I'm thinking about right now, honestly, you might laugh at this, is now that uh, DTR is in the concussion protocol, Joe Flacco is going to get the start this week. I bet you he probably starts the rest of the year. I think Amari Cooper and Joku, Cedric Tillman... Those guys could be upswings. Yeah, yeah. I think those guys could be somebody you can have um, fairly cheaper right now than they yeah. were, and you can, you know, they're still going to have value for next season as well. And they could start hitting here, especially Amari Cooper and Njoku. I think those two could really benefit from a, a veteran quarterback like Flacco getting in there. I don't know what the cost would be too, but I'd also just do a whole like locker room connection. I know he wasn't good last year with the Jets, but uh, Elijah Moore and Joe Flacco maybe have a little bit of chemistry already baked in, right? Yeah, possibly. Um, I mean, it's a dart throw of all dart throws. Because when Flacco was playing, Elijah, I don't remember if he was doing very good. I don't think he was, because I think he got pissed off, because that's when Garrett Wilson had like the 15 targets in like week two or three or whatever last year, and uh, that's when he started to get pissed off. Just a, a speculative buy. I'll yeah. see how bad he is too on uh, keep trade guy. How much they hate him. Oh, I'm sure. 70th player, wide receiver, 60. Yeah, that's about right, probably for how he's performed this year. He hasn't. 
had that like game breaking superstar type stuff that he showed in in his first year. You know, that first year with the Jets when uh, Captain Mike White was just targeting the shit out of him. Mm, speculation by so he he's 170. Some other players kind of in that range that would have cost you. Um, like a Chig Aquanquo, fuck that. You can have Chig. I'll I'll speculate yeah. by Elijah Moore all day. Exactly. Jonathan Mingo. <laughs> yeah, uh, I would buy uh, Elijah for that. Greg Dolchich. Oh, he's not even playing for you. Yeah. We still got him. Um, Traylon Burks. Yeah, he's right there with Quentin Johnston. Yeah. Um, Schoonmaker. Barely playing. Tank Bigsby. <sighs> Fucking terrible. Tutu Atwell. Best ball only. Yeah. I think it's also like a, just a guy, right? Like I, I'm not a right. big Elijah Moore guy. He's he's not been very good all year. But just right. to throw it out there, if we're going to make this quarterback change, I'm, I'm with you. Uh, fully endorse the uh, the Amari Cooper, the the David and Joku. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know if I could get on the Cedric Trillman train just because he just hadn't done a whole lot all year. Besides, you know, well, he's had, he's played the most snaps last week for them. Um, yeah, he didn't do anything uh, all year. He was on injured reserve there for a little bit, but since they traded uh, Peoples Jones, it's been the whole. You know, Tillman's been the man out there running the same exact route, snaps, and all that that DPJ was doing. So Fair. Tillman's Fair. out there. Um, I think that could be a sneaky guy that you can get thrown in the trades, and especially in a best ball league, he might end up playing in your lineup a week or two here with uh, Joe Flacco. All right. I, I, all right. Speculative buy. Yes. I just, uh, just spitballing, though, like, you know, maybe I, I want to make a move where I swap one of those guys we were talking about that are, you know, ne- next to nothing. Um, mm. Right, and still carry some dynasty value for the upside play of an Elijah Moore. Mm. But you could do the same thing with Cedric Tillman for the for the same <laughs> thing. Or fuck, go try both of them, see what happens. Right. Okay, maybe in a couple of weeks you find out that yeah, Cedric Tillman really is the dude. Like he's right. uh, the number two, and he's getting all these deep targets from from Joe Flacco, airing it out to him. So right, but definitely a, a Mari Cooper. Uh, David and Joku buying both those guys off this downswing of this last week. Yeah, you got to make and make sure Cooper's actually playing this week too, because I know he did leave with a rib injury, so I don't even know if he's going to play this week, to be honest. Uh, so just kind of keep your eyes on the practice reports there. Um, another thing I wanted to ask you about too is I know you are one of the types you're holding on to your first round picks until you have all the information in front of you. I would say we're pretty damn close to that point. So yeah. what are you looking to do with your first now um, if you've held on to it this long? It's not necessarily like I'm waiting for all the information. Most of the leagues I play in, Eric, are no trade deadline. Like I don't think there should be a trade deadline. I, I don't give a shit. If you want to sell your soul to the devil, it, you know this is where the It's Dynasty does come into play. <laughs> like If you really want to sell out and you know completely nuke your team for the, the Dynasty future, and then inevitably come up short in the championship by all means. <laughs> like I will I will fully take advantage of that as a rebuilder. So I never have trade deadlines in my league. I think it's more a strategic thing where I want to hold on to it because as my competitors start pushing theirs in, right, there comes less and less. And there's gonna be a lot of rebuilding teams as they keep getting knocked out uh first round of the playoffs, right? Um fuck. I thought my team really had a chance. Well I'm I'm sitting at home. Well, maybe I got this, uh, maybe I had Keenan Allen. Maybe the guy had Keenan Allen at the time. 
Hey, does anybody want Keenan Allen of your last four? Well, who's the only dude left with the first? Just bring your Keenan Allen on over here, buddy. <laughs> I'll give you the first for him. But uh, I'm also going to need something else. Like, I'm going to need another piece. Well, that's, he's worth that. We'll go get it for one of the other three. Oh, well, that's right. The other three teams don't have their fucking first. So uh, I'm the only one offering it. <laughs> bring it on over. Yeah. So it's sense. more of that kind of like strategy and leverage too. Like as people get eliminated, if you're still the guy holding the pick, like you still got that trump card. Like you get to play that whenever. So a little bit like being at the casino, ain't it? Like I got this chip. I just don't know when to play it. <laughs> right. Now what if you're in a trade deadline league, let's say as soon as the playoffs start week 15 – uh, that's when your trade deadline is. Yeah. Any different strategy? Yeah. Uh, if I've been holding it up here, I'm getting a little bit more aggressive in shopping around. Like, I still want to get a good deal. I still want to get a good deal. But I also don't want to miss the window of being able to utilize that chip, right? I don't want it to to run out. Now, it's still going to be a good one long term. So, uh, you know, I'm not just going to get bent over in front of the rest of the league <laughs> and get exposed uh, because I was desperate to find one more piece for the playoff run. But, um I'm getting a little bit more antsy and nervous as this trade deadline approaches. Like, man, I hope I can push this thing in here before it's a, uh, it's a little too late. Do you have like certain positions that you like to focus on with those? Is it like, you know, do you want to get that hammer tight end and make sure you go and get it, you know, or do you want like uh make sure I'm getting running backs that are, you know, the focal point. The uh, tight end would be my least because uh, I'll okay. just find these shitters anywhere. <laughs> okay. <laughs> really. I mean, so it doesn't, you know, having that tight end advantage, though, doesn't matter to you that much? Like having, like, a, I mean, obviously this year it's kind of been all over the place with the right. injuries. But, you know, let's say if TJ Hawkinson keeps doing what he's been doing, he's probably like the hammer tight end of all hammers right now. So I'll, I'll pull up the warp. I got a pretty heavy tight end premium league from the sense that it's, you know, you get a tight end premium, and it's a start two tight end league in a lineup right. league where those uh, those guys really do matter um, mm -hmm. for most people. But in general, Eric, like for this uh, this season for the tight end position, Travis Kelsey hasn't been Travis Kelsey. Uh, Mark Andrews is hurt. Sam Laporta has been nice, like a nice find. It's really like T.J. Hawkinson just kind of leading the way, and then every now and then George Kittle has a spike week. Right. And then every now and then George Kittle does fuck all. Right. <laughs> and the 49ers offense does fuck all. So they really haven't been that good. Um, even in this league, right, TJ Hawkinson, lineup league, uh, number one tight end in warp here. He's just kind of barely sneaking into the top ten overall for, for warp players, right? But yeah. his price is going to be way more than just a single first. People mm -hmm. go, it's two tight end league with tight end premium. Right. I'm good, man. If I got to spend that, like, I'd much rather, like we were talking earlier, like Keenan Allen for the entire season is almost doubling TJ Hawkinson up in warp and cost that same same price. Same price, right. right. And this is a much bigger advantage to me to get a Keenan yeah. Allen on my team, but people don't realize that. So right. that's also kind of how you have to utilize warp for your league specific to see what really matters. And I'll say most of my league's tight ends really don't matter that much, even if they're the good ones. So I avoid them. Um, really, okay. I'm not really That's like fair. trying to feel like I'm just a tight end away. Now I'm probably like a Keenan Allen or a Mike Evans away or an overpay for a Christian McCaffrey for this playoff run, like that right. kind of hammer. Or, uh, the other thing, 
adding depth and just making sure that my quarterback room is solidified because we've seen these mm. fucking guys go down left and right. And I don't want to be left holding my dick when, you know, Justin Herbert, who I've been relying on, you know, pulls a hamstring or tweaks his knee and is going to miss a game or two in the right. playoffs. So make sure that I at least have a good option in a lineup league that I can, like, slot in and go, okay, we can get by. Uh, the rest of my team's good. I just needed to shore up that, that QB3 spot. Right. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. I mean, I always looked at it as, you know, if I have that number one tight end, I just have a massive advantage. But like you said, Keenan Allen's been doubling up on him. So maybe that's even that's an even bigger advantage if you're getting a guy that's doubling up TJ Hawkinson. So that's a good point. Yeah, like uh, Sam Laporta in that league, he comes in at uh, the third tight end. And we can mm-hmm. agree Sam Laporta's had a good season, really good season. I mean, you're right. tight end three in warp, you're like, oh, okay. He's a 48th-ranked player. Yeah, <laughs> like total and warp. Yeah, which is, and that's with the premium and all that. Right, like Chris Olave has not had a good season, still outproducing him in warp. Mm-hmm. And and there's not a bonus for wide receiver catches. Right, right. <laughs> and there's a million wide receivers out there, and he's still better in warp. So, mm-hmm. generally, I think this was probably. I had a feeling going into this year that I'd probably come out on the fuck them tight ends like spectrum, and uh, this season especially without Travis Kelsey you know, being a god like he has been in the past and actually having that second fiddle uh, tight end like that Mark Andrews to push him, you know, Kyle Pitts' his rookie year, like those kind of dudes to be up at the top. And you just go, oh, I don't really care. Right. Like, let me just, shit, I might get by with a Jonu Smith at times. <laughs> right. <laughs> like you're not going to outscore me that much at the tight end position where I'm going to hurt because you're going to have just as many bad weeks uh, throughout the season and in the playoffs. All right, and then kind of looking at running backs. Um, so I'm just the one that I'm looking at for the last four weeks. It's a 12 by 11, 30 man roster, six passing touchdown league, lineup league. Uh, so I'm just going to kind of give off the top 10 right now of the running backs. This is by Warp per game. Uh, so Rashad White, Christian McCaffrey, Brian Robinson, Jalen Warren, Saquon Barkley. That's your top five. Uh, obviously Jalen Warren, Brian Robinson, Rashad White. I didn't think any of those guys would be up there, but here we are. Uh, six is Josh Jacobs. Seven, Jameer Gibbs. Eighth, Joe Mixon. Uh, Scott Connor, take note of that one. Joe Mixon, eighth, warp per game. Uh, Devin Singletary, ninth. Ramondre Stevenson, tenth. So a pretty interesting group of uh, uh, names there. Um, and I think the only one there that I would consider like the hammer It'd be McCaffrey, like you were mentioning. He's the he's the one who's got that really safe floor, right? Like with right. the rest of these guys, you can see uh, we we just saw a Jalen Warren week where it was like, meh. you know what yeah. I mean? Like he had three really good weeks out of four, and then the fourth one was, mm, damn it, mm-hmm. uh, Rashad White. I think uh, he's also had like a dud game in there. Christian McCaffrey, mm-hmm. for the other hand, like even his dud game, you know, he's probably scoring a touchdown. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I think he's only had one game and he hasn't scored a touchdown in this year. Yep, yep. He started a brand new streak, so you know it's going to yeah. be 17 in a row, so just bank on that. I yeah, think that's so... the one hammer that I would go target at the running back position. Everybody else, you're just kind of, it's a flat tier. It's a flat tier of guys where you're like, mm-hmm. hey, just let me have a couple in here. Like if I if I can't get a CMC, then let me just make sure that I have a couple running backs in here and I have a couple decent options. Right. Yeah, if you notice, like, McCaffrey's on, like, a middle-of-the-road team, 
I'm definitely going and seeing what I can pay to get Christian McCaffrey on my team. If it takes a first plus another really good player, I'm probably going to do it just to have McCaffrey the rest of the year. Like I mentioned, he has scored a touchdown in every single game but one this year. So that's a guy I definitely want on my team going into the playoffs. Interesting thing, too, looking at that with the last four weeks and just looking at the graph, Mm -hmm. um, the running backs, you know, besides tight ends, which I always just shit on all over. Mm-hmm. But uh, just looking at the top six positions, like in that league, Eric, the mm-hmm. running backs are the lowest graph. Like they're yep. the lowest and the flattest, um, you know, from like one to six. It's yeah. it's not a whole lot of big waves in it. I think it lends me to believe using warp. Like if I was going to use that and I wanted to go get hammers or I wanted to upgrade, it's going to mm-hmm. be wide receiver and it's going to be quarterback. Like, I'm going to use that to upgrade that position somewhere or another. Like, I may have been middling around with the Josh Dobbs and clocks run out here. Mm. Like, maybe I can use my first and second to upgrade my, my super flex quarterback spot. Could mm. I get a Dak Prescott, you know? Or if I had a – I'm trying to think, uh, you know, maybe I was holding on to a Joe Burrow. Holding on to a Joe Burrow. Could I use Joe Burrow now and a first? And could I get a C.J. Stroud? Could I get a, you know, Josh Allen, Jalen Hurts? Like, is this a possibility mm-hmm. of a deal that could get done? So I think that's probably what I'd be looking at. And then especially, we already talked about the wide receivers, but there's some other, like, hammer wide receivers that you should be looking at. Amon Ra, definitely on that list. Still mm-hmm. kind of gets disrespected, right? We had uh, Dynasty Barry was asking about that trade. Start nine lineup league. And I think the first one he sent, I was like, fuck, that's way too rich. Like, I don't think I'd do that even in a nine. But the second one was like Mixon, his first, and something else. I'm like, fuck. <laughs> even though Joe Mixon made your list of running backs at eight, you can tell me I can get a top six wide receiver for that in warp? Right. Hammer. Done. My first, Joe Mixon, and whatever the fuck else you want. <laughs> right, right. For Send sure. it. So I think those should be people's focus here. Uh, if you're looking to upgrade your roster here right at the end, quarterbacks and wide receivers. And then, like I mentioned er- also earlier too, I kind of want to target the guys that I know are the guy in their backfield. So kind of, you know, a couple of guys that come up on that list, Barkley, Josh Jacobs, Joe Mixon, um, Austin Eckler. I don't, they're not really using Josh Kelly anymore. Um, Kyron Williams is another big one that I wanted to mention. Uh, Kamara, they're really not using Jamal Williams and Kendra, um, at all. Derrick Henry, eh, I mean, they still use Tajay, but it's not as bad. Pacheco is another one that I really like too, because McKinnon's been hurt. Clyde Edwards Hilaire came in last week, had two runs of the goal line, got fucking stuffed. Then they got him out of there and finally gave it to Pacheco so he could score. Um, getting those types of players um, are guys that I want to get right now that are just the focal points of their offense, if I can. The it's crazy too if I look at it. There's Brian Robinson. He's got point five four four warp um, mm-hmm. for the last four weeks, and he's RB three. Uh, looking at Brees Hall, who's RB twenty one, there's only a point two two tenths of a warp difference in those four games between RB three. And 21 right. just kind of emphasizing how flat that tier is um you look at like wide receiver wide receiver three over the last four games has been cd lamb <laughs> heater heater 0.9 <laughs> eric like almost doubling up that rb3 and then i go down to 21 at the wide receiver position oh baby 
DK Metcalf at point three, right? Like wide receiver twenty one is almost equal in what RB three is. Just to kind of emphasize true. the point, like right. these wide receivers, I think are definitely the ones that you kind of want to look at. And running backs, I think you can just kind of get some dudes, like just get some dudes. In, and I'm with you, just get some dudes that you know are going to be the feature of their back of their backfield, right? right. Uh, Derrick Henry doesn't seem like the sexiest name, but you look at Derrick Henry's schedule for the fantasy playoffs and you go, fuck me, silly. (laughs) (laughs) He's getting the carries. And, you know, I can see a scenario. He gets the Texans twice, who historically he just fucking nukes and murders. So why not? He's getting the carries. And if I miss and he's just average Derrick Henry, kind of like we've seen all year, for the last four games, he hasn't been that much different than the guy at RB3 and Brian Robinson who's been tearing it up for, for, for Brian Robinson purposes. Right, right. Yeah, I mean, that's another good one, too, that you brought up. So um, I'm kind of just looking at some of the uh, other names on here from wide receivers. Like Michael Pittman's one that stands out to me, too. It was a guy that I would love to have because I think he could be, got a 10-catch-per-game guy the rest of the season. DJ Moore's been doing really good with fields back. DJ Moore would be another one I would maybe consider. Uh, Rasheed Rice, man, I think his star is only going up and up and up. Like, he's yeah. just been smashing. So, I think he's, I don't want to say he's worth a first, but he's getting close. Man, um, quarterback's even worse, buddy. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we could look at the quarterback p- uh, position here real quick. Which is Who's... funny because I don't know, like, how much you paid attention to uh, to Adam and I sometimes, but it felt like I was constantly talking to Adam on Sunday recaps or on 4D, like, Man, doesn't it feel like the quarterbacks just can't get this shit fucking going yet? Like they just, mm-hmm. they just been like a down year for quarterbacks. And I know we got injuries, and for whatever reason, there was actually more injuries at at this point last year, which it doesn't feel that way. It feels like this has been the worst year I've ever seen for quarterback injuries. But here we mm-hmm. are. The last four weeks, though, like these warp difference makers at the quarterback position, they're just going like, "Hold my beer," <laughs> to everybody else. Like we're right. we're gonna take this shit over. I mean, if you look at the top four players, three of them are quarterbacks, right? Um, and then the graph just dips so damn much when you get down to some of these other guys. Like, Russ is having a good year from warp standpoint. Points mm-hmm. per game, he's having some good games. But he's a .279 warp, Eric. I go to QB3, Josh Allen, he's a .986. <laughs> yeah. Like, like, that is a massive, massive drop-off to a guy who's, you know, QB14. 13. I don't know where the fuck I saw Russ. 18. Sorry. 18. Uh, here's one that's shocking to me. I guess I just haven't realized he's been so shitty lately. Lamar Jackson. Fucking t- on this list that I'm looking at, Tommy DeVito and Baker Mayfield are ahead of him in adjusted warp per game. Whoa. And warp per game, um, just looking at it regularly, Baker Mayfield's ahead of him for the last four weeks. Still. Yikes. Yeah. Not very I good. Yeah, I haven't realized. I didn't realize that Lamar had been doing uh, that bad so far. And he got bu- buoyed this uh, this last week by two Zay Jones touchdowns. Yeah, carry him. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, just looking at quarterbacks, like looking at the top guys here: C.J. Stroud, Josh Allen, Jalen Hurts. Those are two, three, four. Uh, Jordan Love is fifth, surprisingly, on this list that I'm looking at. Sam Howell, Justin uh, Herbert, 6'7", Purdy, 8. Trevor Lawrence, who's been really good the last two weeks, is ninth. Baker Mayfield's 10th. Mahomes, 11th. Lamar, 12th. Number one on that list by quite a bit is Dak Prescott. Yeah. Yeah. 
Dak's been on an uh, absolute tear. Heater. He has been on the heater. That is for sure. Do you think that's something to, uh, you would talk about playoff pushes here, but maybe securing some of these stacks. So these double hammers, right? Yeah, like you may have, have DAC a DAC. CD. You may have a DAC, but like, do you take a DK Metcalf in a first and a second, go try to get CD? I think that's a little too much in my estimation, but I could see somebody doing it for sure to get that stack. I mean, the, the but it's not like the, Metcalf has done great this year, right? The warp at the wide receiver would tell you that that's probably fair. Like it's yeah, it, you're probably right. Not more I think about because if you're thinking I'm going to be the one twelve or one eleven, if I'm giving up that first plus DK Metcalf to get CD Lamb, that's probably that's probably about right. Yeah. Or uh, conversely, um, maybe trying to shirt it up, like you said, Lamar hasn't been very good over the last couple of weeks. And if you think this is going to continue for Lamar, and he's not going to have this, you know, bounce back where he's back in the conversation on what Dak's doing right now. Do you quote unquote down tier in Dynasty to Dak? And literally, yeah. I would tell you, I think this is something you could do. You could do it straight up if you really needed to, and go like, "This is the kind of fantasy push, title push I want to." Mm-hmm. But I think you could. I don't know, get a second. You could, you know, yeah, if you're get a, one of it, these wide receivers just to kind of throw into the deal. Yeah, if you're a team with C.D. Lamb and Lamar is your quarterback and you want to go and get Dak and C.D., I could see that for sure. I think you you could be able to get a little bit of a plus on top of it. I'm just thinking about the absolute hammer that you would have if you could stack two guys like that, right? You yeah. could put both of them in the same the same lineup every single week. If I have, I mean, I have a Dak and a Herbert team. Can I get CD Lamb and Keenan Allen? Or if I have one of them already, you know, if I I have three of the Infinity Stones, I need to go get the fourth one. Right, just put it in there and then clench your fist and go, fuck (laughs) y'all. Yeah, and just jam it right up their ass. I love it. (laughs) Just something to think about here because we always... We like to think uh, no context trades kind of, right? Like that's how we, we kind of look at stuff. But I'm going, man, the context kind of makes sense if you go like, fuck, I get the stack and I actually get a, you know, a warp difference maker. Maybe overpaying with DK Metcalf type in a first, right, a right. second isn't the worst thing to do. <laughs> right. Interesting. Okay. All right. So now that I just gave myself an idea before we end this little segment. <laughs> nice. What 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 are our five infinity stones to go and get before the playoffs? Ooh. All right. One of these elite quarterbacks. Okay. Which and one? Make, you got pick pick which one? If I gotta go with one, it's gonna be Jalen Hurts, man. He's been doing it yeah, on a bum wheel. And he's still fucking hammering it. And he you wanna talk about safe floor. Like this dude has a, a safe floor. Mm-hmm. <laughs> really, because you know at some point they're going to get their ass down to the one-yard line and they're going to shove them right in, right? right. Boom, six-point rush and touchdown, let's go. And that's and I talked about this with Scott a little bit uh, this past weekend. Like Going into next season, like redraft leagues, guess what? Mahomes isn't my quarterback one anymore. It's Allen or Hurts above him. Just because to... they're so easy to get these rushing touchdowns that Mahomes isn't getting, like – Jalen Hearns, they get it to the one-yard line, boom, he's just push, tush, push, and he's in. Six points for you on your fantasy team. And, and I think there's a reasonable case, too. You can just make, like, I, I asked, I think C.J. Stroud needs to be in that conversation as well with those guys. I mean, what he's doing as a rookie, uh, he's outproducing <coughs> Mahomes in points. He's outproducing Mahomes in warp. Like, he's doing it as a rookie. And, and people are like, well, you know, he, he, he's got weapons. 
I'm like, right. just think about how stupid you sound now <laughs> compared to preseason. We're like, he ain't got no fucking weapons. It's Dalton right. Schultz. It's Nico Collins. It's fucking tidy ass takedown. Patrick Mahomes got Travis Kelsey. You guys are stupid. And uh, here we are. <laughs> and he, he's doing it. So <coughs> I'm with you. I don't think uh, I don't think Mahomes is a QB one anymore. And there's no reason yeah. to be paying the the Patrick price anymore. Right. Agreed. Um, I think he's still an elite tier quarterback, right? But I think that tier is is Hurts, it's Allen, it's Mahomes, and I think it's C.J. Stroud. Right. And I agree with you on Jalen Hurts. I think over Josh Allen, he's the guy for me, especially because they're going to be playing in some big games coming up here. The rushing touchdown factor, the rushing yards, uh, the way he's throwing the ball. Yeah, I'm going with Jalen Hurts. Uh, who would be your running back in Finney Stone? Christian McCaffrey and only yep. Christian McCaffrey. Yep, I agree with that. That one's pretty easy. And then what about two wide receiver infinity stones? Since we have to have five, we'll go two receivers and one tight end. I can give you I give you two. From a long-term two standpoint, the first one's going to be CeeDee Lamb. Um, okay. F- Fizzle, don't get too excited. Okay, I did say his name. CeeDee Lamb is, is on an absolute heater, and this is, like, he's got some game weak wrecking ability if you're playing against him like he can ruin mm. your fucking week by himself um right the other one keenan allen it's fucking keenan allen interesting <laughs> it's keenan allen the one that i have is a lock you didn't have so that's interesting all right who's the lock tyree kill Ooh. okay okay tyree kill would be my infinity stone like that dude's going for the 2000 yard mark um held by calvin johnson for a season I think he's going to get it, man. I, cu- I couldn't believe when I looked at it before last week, he was already at 1,300 yards, and then he just had another 100-yard game. So he's at 1,400-something already, and we still have, you know, whatever it yeah. is, eight games left, seven games left. The only thing I worry about <clears throat> him is uh, just the injuries. Like, yeah, he keeps getting nicked up. He leaves the game, comes back in, scores yeah. touchdown. It's ridiculous. <laughs> I don't know. And then uh, Tua. Like, I think Tua is a good quarterback. and he, he Right. But he also just has some fucking moments where you're like, what are you doing, man? <laughs> like, I got to try to defend this shit now. <laughs> like, I got right. I got to defend you as a good quarterback. Like, that was stupid. <laughs> right. <laughs> so why'd you throw that? Like, his two interceptions he threw last week. Yeah. I'm going, fuck, man. <laughs> Jesus, you look like Brock Purdy out here. <laughs> um, I do agree with you on CD or Keenan. I just got to decide which one. It would probably be CD if I had to pick one. Um, I mean, Keenan Allen is above him in warp per uh, per game the, right. the whole season. Uh, Keenan's a two point three, and CD's a two point one. So you can't go wrong with either of them. I probably lean CD just because of the younger guy plays in the dome. I mean, Keenan Allen plays in the dome too. Um, you know, all that good stuff. Playing for Dallas, Dak. I mean, Keaton Allen's got Herbert, yes. I don't know. I just I prefer the younger guy, so I'm going to go with CD on that one. Yeah, yeah. And I then, think uh, uh, from, tight end. Oh, fuck. TJ Hawkinson, and that's it. That's it, okay. List. Like, that's, that's the only dude you want. Now, yeah. the the thing that scares the shit about me, uh, that scares the shit out of me about TJ Hawkinson is, what if it's Nick Mullins? Like what if, mm-hmm. what if we switch over to Nick Mullins and he doesn't have the uh, the affinity of throwing to the tight end position like Josh Dobbs does? Because it didn't matter if it was in Minnesota or if it was in Arizona. Josh Dobbs threw the fucking football to the tight ends like a mm-hmm. lot, a lot. And even still, we got Justin Jefferson coming back too. Yeah, yeah. So, 
it, I don't know. it ultimately might not be any of them. I think I I think I'd still go Travis Kelsey. I mean, even though he's not like smashing, I know he's still gonna have five for ninety or something like he did last week. Yeah, and and do it for you. So I think I'd still go Kelsey over Hawkinson. All right, all right. I think you you changed my mind. And just and just think of those guys. You know, McCaffrey is an older guy. Kelsey's an older guy. Like, don't be afraid to go and and get older guys. Like, I know I always talk about I'm afraid to have these guys, but there's just certain guys. That there's an exception for. So, did anybody check on uh, Taylor Swift's concert schedule? Because if you could guarantee me Taylor Swift was going to be at every Travis Kelsey game for the fantasy playoffs, it's definitely Travis Kelsey, no doubt about it. Yeah, I mean, shit, I'll fly her ass back on myself. Right. <laughs> she only flies private, though, guaranteed. Uh, she don't fly hell. fucking coach or. <laughs> oh my god! Could you imagine her at, a, at an airport with these fucking morons? Yeah. No they would mo- mug the shit out of her. Yeah. She's got her own jet. Guaranteed. Oh, yeah. With the amount of money she uh, makes. Oh, yeah. She's probably got two or three, to be honest. Yeah, she probably fucking gave one to Travis. And they're not like there those cheap go. ones either, like those really tiny ones. They probably mm-hmm. got like, like different rooms in the yeah. jet. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you got your own room. So yeah. Own, yeah, for sure. <laughs> too, too funny. <sighs> All right, well, that it. That is it for the Infinity Stones and uh, going over what we're doing with our lineups here uh, before the playoffs started. Uh, are we ready to play America's Favorite Game and then we'll get on out of here? You ask me that every week, and it's a clown question because, yes, I start off ready. <laughs> I got to ask it. It's just a, it's a bit at this point. Oh, that's true. I mean, it's like, uh, it's like the uh, Price is Right, right? You know, you always got to say, yeah, yeah. help control the pet population, have your pets spayed or neutered. And how funny you said that, because I did not tell you about this. I w- my thing this week was, what is your favorite game show? Son of a bitch. All right. Let's go. All, all time. Whatever you, you've watched in the past or something new, whatever. What, what is your favorite game show? Man, this is a tough one. Uh, Price, is, Price is Right does hold a special place in my heart. Cause my S- me and you are about the same. Okay, me and you are probably about the same age. Whenever we would stay home from school, we yeah. always watch Fuck Prices yeah. Right at yeah. eleven Eastern or whatever you knew, time you're you were. You knew at. it was a good day during the school year if you were watching the Prices Right because it meant your ass wasn't at school. Yeah, yeah, snow day or yeah. you weren't feeling good or whatever. Yeah. You got to stay 100%. home. So that one always has a special place in my heart yeah. for sure. There's a couple that I really like. Um, it it was a big thing when Who Wants to Be a Millionaire came out too because yep. You know, the questions got progressively harder. So for a while, you always, even as a kid, like, watching that, I was like, fuck, I'm smart as shit, man. I'm up to, like, $100,000. I would have been right. right. And then uh, they eventually come with, like, some art question. I go, fucking art. Damn it. <laughs> but right. uh, uh, how about uh, Pressure Luck? You remember that one at yes. all? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Pressure no whammies, Luck. No whammies, no whammies, no whammies, no yeah. whammies. Stop. Yeah. Uh, the old school one from, like, the 70s or yeah. the new school. Either way. Yep. They used to have a cable. Uh, they might still have it too. I guess I've, I haven't watched it in years, but they used to have like a game show channel, and that used to yep, be on they it. Still have the old it, ones yep. and the new ones. Yep. Used to watch that. They, shit. It's um, it's back on like uh, ABC right now. I think somebody is it maybe Steve Harvey or one of them does it. No shit. It's like on Sunday nights or something. So it's like during football season. Well, I don't. It. It's too like cable television uh, network, ABC, NBC, CBS. Uh, that shit's all dying out too because the only time I watch yeah. that is for sports events. Right. Anymore. Exactly. Yeah. Like I don't watch it for shows or anything like that anymore. Right. 
No, those are good ones for sure. Um, man, Wheel of Fortune's always fun because of yep. all the stupid people that they get on there. <laughs> yeah, Wheel of Fortune. Like, how do you not get that? Damn. Oh, what was that? Uh, oh, you remember that that crazy British lady? She was very fucking angry. The little redhead. Oh um, yeah, that's um, weakest link. Yeah, weakest link. Yeah. I, whenever uh, I always use that meme for my uh, guillotine league. So whenever they would lose, I'd post that. Post that GIF. Goodbye. Yep. <laughs> oh, I I put you are the weakest link. Goodbye, and then Love it. they let them either leave the group or boot them or whatever. I think I think I'm gonna go with uh, the favorite game show. I'm gonna go with the Price is Right. Just Price the old standby. Right. right. There's just too many good memories there. Uh, whether it's with uh, Drew Carey, who I think did a great job taking over, or uh, Bob yeah. Barker. Right. The, the yeah, Bob's legend. a legend. Plus, Bob Barker's such a badass. What he did, Happy Gilmore too, just beating the yeah. fuck out of Adam Sandler. Yeah. Price is they had him on uh, on WWE Raw one time, like their 2010 somewhere in there, <laughs> as a guest host, and he did a really good job on that nice. too. Um, Price is Right is probably going to be my answer as well. Uh, But some honorable mentions. You mentioned a couple of them. Press your luck in that. So my grandma was always watching Game Show Network whenever I'd have to stay at her house after school and stuff. Uh, So that was one of the things me and her did together was just watch Game Show Network. So one of her favorites um, was Match Game from, like, the 70s. Do you remember that one? Yep. And where they they had all the celebrities up there and they would try and uh, match a, a word with a phrase or whatever it was um and whoever got it right you know they get the points or whatever they that that was that show was always funny uh even back in the 70s um i always liked uh family feud the older versions and uh some of the newer versions are all right when they have uh steve harvey was doing it and then um oh the bigger the bigger guy I forget his name Oh, I forget what his name was, but he, he was on there. That was a good one. Uh, another one that I really liked as a kid, and I bet you were probably going to say the same thing, was do you remember on Nickelodeon they had the Temple of Doom? Yep. That yep. was always a good one. Temple of Doom, yes. They had a couple other ones, and I forget the damn names of them. Oh, yeah, I got to find But they had, like, ones with, like, some video games and stuff on it. That was pretty cool. Um Double Dare, I loved Double Dare as a kid. That was like when I was like five, six, seven. That was like my shit. Was Double Dare. Uh, um, we had the uh, you had you had the Double Dare. You had Guts. Guts, yep. That was another one. Guts. guts was fun. What would you do? <laughs> yeah. Finders keepers, figure it out. Legends of the Hidden Temple. Uh, yep. Nickelodeon Arcade. Nickelodeon Arcade. That was one of them. Yep. And uh, get in the picture. <laughs> I think that I think yeah I think that one I don't remember that one, but yeah that the Nickelodeon had some good ones but Double Dare I remember I remember I went to a like a live Double Dare like and they like traveled around to different cities and they had one in Cleveland and I went to that as a kid so that was pretty cool. Does um, does American Gladiators count? Fuck yeah! Fuck yeah! All right, there we I go. love American Gladiators. Maybe not I, the maybe not the new shit because I don't think I ever watched that. But the uh, the old ones, the, the, the 80s, originals, the spandex, yeah. the early nineties, right? Yeah. Everybody looked where like fucking pull- Richard Simmons running around. <laughs> yeah, where where you had to like basically take the ball and get it into the yeah. hoop behind them, and they would just fucking tackle you like yeah. you're like their junior say how fucking coming across the middle. Yeah, like all these dudes on steroids, all these women on steroids. Like yeah. the, these chicks could beat the shit out of you easily. Yeah. And then, and then the most cruelest one is they had that tennis ball thing, 
right? That was like, my favorite. Fuck, man. I couldn't imagine getting pegged by those because those things were fucking whizzing. They weren't just like lobbed in there. They were fucking moving. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's for sure. Yeah, that was a uh, that was another good one. Oh, man, I'm sure I could f- figure out some more in my head. Um, okay, another one. Me and Scott always loved this. It was... I think it was on ESPN at one point, and then it moved to like ESPN Classic. But Stump the Schwab, it was this big fat guy yes. who yep. knew all the sports stuff. I was like, I could beat this motherfucker at something. And uh, that, that was, was another that was another decent one I watched there here and there. Uh, Comedy Central win Ben Stein's money. Remember I that, one? that one? Yes, I yep. do. That's a good one. Memory lane here. Yeah. Uh, it wasn't really a game show, but. One of my I, other favorites. I, I didn't was... even know what Ben Stein's claim to fame was outside of that because the only th- other thing I knew him from was the fucking Clear Eyes commercial. Or know? Ferris Bueller. Uh, he was the teacher. That's true, but he yeah. always knew him from the fucking uh, the uh, the Clear Eyes commercial. Right. right Clear right. Eyes is awesome. And that's where I learned about wow. Jimmy Kimmel the first time because Jimmy <laughs> Kimmel was the host. <laughs> yeah. Um, oh, he did one. Another one that I always really liked as a kid, but. Th- um, I don't know. They stopped doing it for whatever reason. But do you remember on MTV they had the Rock and Jock softball games? Yes. I, and then they did basketball for a little bit too. But yep. the softball games were so fun uh, when they did those and they had all the celebrities and yep. musicians and all that. Uh, that was another cool one. So, but do, yeah, pri- Price is Right is my favorite. I do still kind of oh. like uh, some uh, – they're not really – I don't know. They're, they're more in the line of like uh, – contests and like game shows anymore but it's right. uh you know the uh the alone series where they just take them out into random fucking oh, yeah, spots yeah. and then just drop their ass off and go here you go whoever makes it the longest wins right <laughs> and, like some of these motherfuckers are like alaska bear country and these grizzly bears are like hunting them and i'm like this is this is a fucking game show now, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> this is the fucking hunger game <laughs> let's go not two more I have to mention that were two of my favorites as a kid and still w- would be if they were on TV. Supermarket Sweepstake. You ever watch that one? Yes, dude, and I, I love guys' grocery games because of this Yeah, it's just the same thing, right. Um, I haven't watched that one as much, but the old one with the supermarket sweepstakes back in the day, that was always, like, must-watch for me. Yeah. And then the one that was on after it was Shop Till You Drop. Shop Till I never understood why I like Supermarket Sweep or Shop Till You Drop. You know, they give them the carts, and you get to just run around uh, at the end. And whatever you get, like, value-wise and money, that's what you get to keep. Plus whatever you fuck you put in your cart. I don't understand why more people just didn't fucking run down there and just stick your arm right in a fucking shelf and just, like, snowplow that motherfucker in there. (laughs) And then go grab another fucking cart and just hit the next row, like... Yeah, <laughs> just get a cart. I never go, saw anybody do it. Jesus Christ! Nah. Like go over to the fucking turkeys or the fucking hams and just fucking pile them all in there. I'm gonna buy 35 hams, ma'am. <laughs> you know? Yes. Yeah. Uh, could you imagine what it is today? You, you, they'd put in like six things into their cart and they'd already be at a hundred dollars. Yeah. Oh, you would <laughs> want to see the inflation fucking supermarket sweep, the 2023 version. Holy shit. Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay, ma'am. Your bill comes to $6,700. I just go right over to the milk aisle and just start putting gallons. <laughs> yeah. That, <laughs> Jesus Christ. 
Shit's uh, liquid gold, no, buddy. What you do is you go over to the potato chip aisle because it's like $6 a bag for Ruffles right now or oh. something crazy. And you could smash them down so you can get more in your Yeah, car. Yeah, Doritos are like $6 a bag. I'll just go over the chip aisle and throw those all in there. <laughs> Jesus. It's insane. It's insane. Inflation supermarket sweep. Let's bring this baby back. I want to see these prices. Hell yeah. The, the, well, what made me think of this uh, topic, though, is on Netflix they have the new... Um, Squid Game game show that's going on right now just popped up this week. So I watched the first five episodes. I still got to watch the last four. Uh, but it's really good, man. I really enjoy how they've done it so far. So the Squid Game uh, game show on uh, Netflix right now, if you haven't seen it, definitely worth a watch. Do people actually die? No. So what they do is um, they have, like, black ink packs. So if you get, if you, you know, red light, green light's the first game. Yeah. If they get caught moving, their ink pack goes off, and they, you fall to the floor like you died. Yeah, simulated. So, but the, but yeah, so like they do it modern, so like you know these guys get food every day. They you know yeah. they get to use the bathroom whenever they want. They get to shower and brush their teeth and all that stuff whenever they want. So it's like more modern, but the games and all that are pretty much all the same. Um, and how you know you can't kill anybody in their fucking sleep in the middle of the night, or obviously, but. Right. Um, you know, all, it's it's a really good game show. It's it's got a lot of intrigue, a lot of um, interesting people. I'll say that um, on there. So yeah, definitely. If you haven't seen it, definitely check it out. Listen, I'm not opposed to the real skid, squid game. Right? <laughs> you get enough consent, right? As long as it's not forced and people volunteer for it, you want to go for that cash by all means. Yeah. Well, S- they're playing safe. for uh, 4.56 million in this game, well, and it's in the same thing. The little piggy bank above them, and it, the, every time somebody dies, money comes down. Well, same way I wouldn't be opposed if like death race was a real thing, right? With Jason Statham. Yeah, know? there you go. Let's make that a real thing. <laughs> I'll watch it. <laughs> I'll watch it. I'll watch it. Oh, man. All right, so we could go on for game shows for yes. another two hours, but uh, I appreciate you coming on here again, Mike. Always, uh, always fun having you on here, man. So, uh, yeah, until next week, guys, at America's Game Pod on Twitter, at Eric Vanek NFL, at South Harmon FF on Twitter and YouTube. Make sure you guys subscribe and like. Um, follow us on, on both accounts. We would really appreciate it. Um, we've got the South Harmon warp tool, which we went over today. You can guys can buy that on the warp, um, South Harmon FF website. Um, we have a whole store on there. If you want to get some South Harmon gear, some South Harmon t-shirts, uh, the America's game t-shirts on there, cups, jock straps, you name it. It's on there. Want a little thong for your wife, you know, America's <laughs> South Harmon one, whatever it's on there. Uh, yeah, so it's all on there. Appreciate you guys if would, uh, check it out. Anything you got, Mike? No, man. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm thinking about going trying to check out a, an old school episode of Nickelodeon Guts so I can conquer the aggro, Craig. There you go. I might go find some uh, old supermarket sweepstakes on oh, YouTube yeah. and and uh, Legend of the, the Hidden Temple, too. I'm canceling AMA tonight so I can watch <laughs> yeah. supermarket sweepstakes. Sorry, Adam. We're uh, canceling uh, the AMA so we can watch fucking 90s game shows that I probably watched already. Uh, nostalgia. nostalgia. Yes. Hell yeah. Hopefully they bring those games back to mainstream. That'd be great. Uh, hopefully we got some sway. Somebody yes. out there listen to it. Decision maker. <laughs> Hit yeah. us up though. We want to cut. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So. All right. We'll see you guys next week for episode number 19. See you later.